Hey guys, welcome back. It's Kim. Hey guys, it's Darielle. And Brandy. What's up? Um, do y'all have any like updates or anything about y'all's lives? Mm, nope. What about you, D? <sighs> Somebody's birthday coming up. <clears throat> it is. Okay. I just, it just doesn't seem like it's about to come up. But no, I haven't really been doing anything. Just working and too much online shopping is getting ridiculous. It's okay. You have a real reason because it's about to be a birthday. Make sure y'all shout out Dario for her birthday. It's big lit. She's about to be 21. <laughs> I wish. 21. Bop. Um, I guess an update for me is I started working on the 15th again. So life is good. Thank you, Sobe. Um, I do have an update, but it's a secret and it's dropping on Darielle's birthday. So it's going to be a double whammy. Huh? I can hear all of that. Oh. <laughs> that was aesthetic. So I mean, not aesthetic, but uh, it made a, you know, made y'all, you know, listen in a little bit clear. Um, but I'm going to let y'all know it drops on Darielle's birthday, but y'all going to find out what it is coming soon. You may already know. Maybe not. I'm going to tell y'all in a minute. Um, but other than that, uh, we have a few shout outs for the week. Um, Ariani, I'm really sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your Instagram name. Um, AJ Damian. Um, and then Curls Gone Wild X. And then Christ Sold Jot. And um, my personal shout out is to Junior because he sent a video of my husband Lance Cross to the DM. <laughs> doing a don't rush challenge and I cropped it just for Lance so I could stare at it all the time all the time so thank you Junie for that um we wanted to shout out those three ladies though because they're new followers and we appreciate y'all's promotion and following and listening to us so feel free to share with your friends like comment subscribe all that um don't forget about higher hookah I'm sure they'll be opening soon I don't know yet we about to find out um it is byob which is nice because y'all can just kick it you know bring your own little flavors um their instagram is at higher hookah with a y so h-y-e-r hookah their address is 1020 north 4th street um do we have any announcements we have no announcements i don't well i don't I have, I, don't have I have a mini announcement for our podcast if y'all want to check out our page we did some updating on there a little bit um so if y'all want to check that out Oh, the highlight reels. Yeah. yeah. They look really good. Looking really cute. So pop over. there slowly but surely. Yeah. <laughs> pop over. We all know. Um, and then Darielle with the social media, please. All right, guys. You can follow us on Instagram at Take Control Podcast. Our Twitter is Take Control Pod. And you can email us at Take Control Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I do have a couple shout outs. <clears throat> Um, shout out to the listeners. We got a lot of great feedback on the last episode. Yeah. I can't even recap it because I don't remember <laughs> what we talked about. We touched on a lot, yeah. but it was a really good yeah, episode. Who was it? The Power of Healing one? Mm -hmm. Yes, the Power of Healing. Um, and then I also want to shout out my friend Jordan. Um, if anybody is interested in doing a patent sit with your friends, if you looked on my story a couple of days ago. I took a video of the canvases that I got for my friends and I to do. Um, the kits include the canvases, the paint, the brushes, the easel, and the paint tray. Um, you can hit him up for pricing 
and his Instagram is juice underscore not underscore wheels. So yeah, if you guys want to do a paint and sip, hit him up. Okay. Little date night type shit mm -hmm. in the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> we have all the malfunction today. Like it's just today is not going. Right. It's been a while. Oh, okay. So to get into the show. We are going to talk about some things we've seen on Instagram. Um, so here's a post that we found on um, Spiritual Word. I always want to say world. I do um, too. <laughs> but it says, whoever broke this bitch heart owe me a fade. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wasn't ready. <laughs> this MF don't believe shit I say. Oh, it's a whole thread. Are we reading all of this? Yeah. <laughs> is it a lot? It's oh, no. That, that one, no. That's Because those are replies. You don't have to read the replies. Oh, okay. And if you want to read like one or two, that's cool. But no, don't read the whole thing. Um, some of the replies says, leave her, bro. Uh, it says, with, di with difficult women for we aren't therapists. What? Them hoes need professional help. Okay. Uh, next one says, "I'm not wait. I'm not wasting my time on no girl that comes." Okay, you know what? Niggas can't <laughs> talk, so never mind. When you're fucking ignorant and you can't <laughs> type, it's fine. Anyway, the premise of the whole post is: Are men um, should they be therapists for broken women, or are they not therapists for broken women? I feel like that's an obvious answer, which is no. That'd be like us being therapists for broken men. Right. No. Um. Was that a question? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, there you. Yeah. Uh, no, they're not. Um, but I feel like, I won't even say just women, but I feel like a lot of people feel like, actually, I, I am going to make this gender specific i feel like a lot of women think that they well they get in these relationships and they think that the person is supposed to fix them or make them feel better because of their past insecurities and stuff and we gotta stop that i agree um i don't think anybody should play therapist to anybody like i think that you know of course you can talk to your friends if you need advice or whatever the case may be but if you need professional help go Seek it. get a therapist yeah i definitely agree i feel like um i feel like we always talk about this like how hurt people hurt people or like broken people just keep getting with each other and how important it is to like take that personal time to yourself when you do leave a relationship and just kind of like self-heal no distractions no nothing like that um I do think it's very, very, very important to, like Brandy said, like seek professional help if you need to, even if that's like going through your church, like going through your church and like talking to somebody there, or if you're not spiritual, getting like a therapist outside of that. Um, and really just seeking help through them because putting that type of pressure on somebody else is hard. Um, and I've been on the receiving and, you know, and I've done it to people like it's just it's a damper on your relationship, even if it's not even like your your dude, even if it's your friend and you're constantly, you know, 
dragging them down or like your parents or siblings or whatever, I think it's important to like let the therapist do their job. Don't put that on other people. It's different, kind of like how Brandy said, like you can be understanding to that person struggling and like know that they're dealing with things and just kind of take things with a grain of salt, but it's not your job to necessarily fix them, like Darielle said, or like, you know, walk them through everything. You know what I mean? Be supportive, be there for them, listen to them when they need it, but you shouldn't be like, well, I think, because unless you are a therapist, it'd be nice to date a therapist. He could sit you down and be like, ma'am. I don't know if I want to today, today you're struggling with, <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, Nick. I ain't paying for this session. So I'm not even going to um, waste time playing a clip. Y'all seen what Boosie said about. Honestly, I didn't watch it. So can you give oh. me a brief? You don't got to play okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. basically he was saying that he paid a grown woman to suck his <gasps> 11 or 12 year old son's penis and his nephews if i remember correctly um and he started the video like i'm training them right i'm raising them right um hell yeah i did this i did that and i think it was an old clip but people were coming at him because of course of the things that he was saying about zaya wade which mm -hmm. is d wade and gabrielle union's daughter mm -hmm. um so yeah um get boozy out of here like i i don't care about the songs that you made i don't care about none of that that man has a clear problem something is just really wrong with him and i just i mean i really feel like he needs to be arrested but <laughs> <laughs> that's just where i stand um i feel like him doing that can be really traumatizing to the children. Like, I don't know what it is with men wanting their sons to experience having sex with an older woman when they're young. Like, I don't even like my kids even knowing about sex. And it's like, ew. I know. I feel like that's the double standard, though, when it's like men get praised for, like, sleeping with any and everybody. But if women do it, you a hoe. You got too many bodies, this, that, and the other. And it's just like. Why does that double standard live like like they will make fun of a dude if he's waiting for marriage or if he has low bodies or this or whatever. And it's like, but women, it's opposite. And that double standard forever fucking stands. Like I've literally had men be like, yeah, whatever um, bodies a woman tells me, I add like five or eight to it. And I'm like, why? And then like, why are you teaching your sons early on about this type of stuff? And that almost goes back to like, the sexual sexualization conversation we had about like how men sexualize women so openly mm -hmm. will look at boozy teaching his son and nephew like to sexualize women at 11 like oh all she good for is sucking my dick you know what right. i mean we pay her and then she dip out you know what i mean like i just that's trifling and like kind of like you said daria like what if they didn't want that and they're like not like they're scared to say something to him or like like, where did the conversation come up where they were like, sure, uncle and dad? I I'll mean, I wouldn't Jordy. be surprised if it did because he probably has put that in their head. Or they're around him so much and see what he does and what he think is, thinks is okay. They think that this is what's supposed no. to happen. And that's not cool. Like, my son will be 10 this year. Like, to yeah. think about that happening to him at this age is it's so gross. Yeah, I th but the sad part about it is that I think 
things like that happen more often than not mm-hmm. when it comes to young boys. Um, I see a lot of men say that. Like, yeah, that they were introduced to sex at mm-hmm. like a very early age. And you start to think about how that comes out in their lives as grown men, how they, you know, move from woman to woman and different things like that. It's right. just not healthy. You know and, what I mean? and what does it say about the women that are having sex with, with these little, little boys? boys. Well, like That's what came to my head is like, yeah. is she not going to go to jail? Like, is that what you do? Like, you fine with the baby dick in your mouth for, for some cash? Bitches is nasty. Just do DoorDash. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> like, if you trying to make some extra cash, that ain't the way. And my thing is, is like, he be so proud to say this shit on camera. <laughs> like, he's always on live saying some ignorant shit. Like, like I don't, like he said, something wrong with him. We got a problem. Like, you telling Gail she wrong, you telling Dwayne Wade he's wrong. Meanwhile, you allowing your son to be molested. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. to put it in correct terms. Yeah. To be honest. That's what it is. That's real. Like, call it what it is. And then they talking about he need to do a reality show, like Flavor of Love. Like, the way y'all be canceling everybody else, y'all need to cancel this nigga. I know. Straight up. Like, period. The fact that he still has an internet platform is wild to me. Like, why are you allowed to make accounts? And they don't take that shit down. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Sorry, all I thought about was that stupid ass song where they remixed and was like, put your the lips on. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so fucking inappropriate, bro. And nobody is shutting down his accounts. I think it did get shut down at one point. Or was that Tory Lanez? It was I, Tory Lanez. Yeah, it was. And, but Boozy's worse. Next. I don't know. I feel like the energy they give R. Kelly is what they need to give Boosie. I'm just being. Yeah, real. You know, ain't no telling what else be going on over there. Ew. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I know, know. But you're right. And it's your own kids. Like, it's ridiculous. Moving along. Um, here's another post that it's kind of we found on Instagram that is actually <laughs> very long. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, the topic for this is dealing with someone that hurt you for no reason at all. And the post starts off by saying, have you ever had somebody do you so bad for no reason at all? Like a friend you would have done anything for cross you out of nowhere. A guy you was loyal to a guy you was loyal to shit on you for nothing. That pain hits you different because it wasn't anticipated. Like one day everything was good. Then the next day they're violating like y'all are enemies. I've had this done to me more times than anyone should have to stomach. And I've always found they changed up on me because of one of two things. One, they're battling some internal issue and projecting it on you. Or two, you represent an insecurity they have within themselves. When they're projecting, they may not even notice how fucked up they have treated you until whatever hard time and their life is over. They usually look back like, damn, I had no reason to take all that shit out on you. If you're mirroring an insecurity they have within themselves, they may never be apologetic until they overcome whatever it is they feel they lack that you have. Their jealousy wants you wants you to feel as small as they do and their insecurity won't allow them to treat you good until they feel like they're doing just as good as you. 
It's so common for people to begin to hate you for your happiness as if their own happiness is unattainable. Honorary mention to flat out shitty people. Some people... Did I read that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> Some people aren't going through anything. Some people aren't feeling insecure. Some people are just shitty people and they get tired of pretending to not be shitty and finally show you their true colors. Okay. In any case, it doesn't feel good when this happens to you, but you have to allow yourself to accept that it happened so you can begin to move on. If you know you didn't do anything to warrant the fallout, then never take it personally. Okay. Oh, wow, it's two more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how y'all feel about that? All I thought about was Shorty, I've been telling y'all about. Facts, facts on facts on facts. <laughs> I always say, like, when people treat you like shit, don't take it personal. And I, it's hard to not do that because I usually take a lot of things personal when people treat me shitty. It's easy for you to be like, what did I do? Or start to feel guilty. But it's not you, it's them. Like, yeah. And shit that they're like, they haven't healed and they haven't, you know, discussed their issues that they're dealing with. And all I think about was Shorty that I was talking about when y'all was discussing the show Insecure. She was a very, um, it's almost like we all saw it as like she was competing with her friends. Almost mm-hmm. at a jealousy standpoint. Like if one of our friends got the new iPhone, next week she had the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um she got a new car, you know, um, a new outfit, stuff like that. And it's just kind of like, if this is somebody that's really down for you and really supposed to be your best friend, your writer, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And they are constantly like constantly in competition with you or wanting you to fail and all these things. Like I would just constantly get word of her checking on my status to make sure I wasn't at the top. Like, did that work out for her? Did, is she still doing this? Is she still doing that? And the reason I knew it was was ingenuine is because if you really want to know how I'm doing, you're going to ask me. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, how's your job been? Right. You know what I mean? She's asking other people like, oh, I knew she was going to you know, leave that job or I knew that job didn't want her or whatever. And I had to remove her after 13 years of a friendship. I had to remove her because at this point, I'm at a place where if it's not feeding my soul, I'm not here for it. Life is too short. And if you're not bringing positivity or value to my life, you got to go. Gotta get the fuck on. Mm-hmm. I ain't the one. I agree 100%. I was um, talking to Ashley earlier about something kind of like this. Like, she, the question she asked me was Do we give men space to deal with their mental health issues? Going back to insecure, the way that Nathan goes to Issa. But it's coming out in this season. Well, I mean, it was touched on it in the last season, too, that he was dealing some with some things mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I was telling her, I was like, I mean, I feel like I hold space for that. I told her at the time, I was like, I don't know if you feel like you do or don't. But I feel like I hold space for that. Because when you kind of, when somebody does you wrong, you wrong, your initial reaction is just to be upset. Mm-hmm. And it's like, once you sit back and you take a look at the full picture, you can... 100% it's almost a situation where it never had anything to do with you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always about what they're going through and like the post that is projected on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I The tricky part is, is do you keep those relationships That's and what go I was about to through say, it like, with yeah. someone or do mm-hmm. you leave it where it's at? 
I think, baby. <laughs> I think there has to be a point where, like, it for me, I think when I was in the situation where I held that space and, you know, I've told the person, like, I know you're trying to grow and mature and I'm allow you to be who you are, but you got to work towards being better because they weren't aware of their issues. It was kind of hard for them to change. Yeah. And I think that's where it becomes an issue for me, because if you're not trying to do better, then why am I here? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I went through with my friend is like, I gave her 13 years, y'all. 13 years like and now we're in adulthood and I'm like if you're not there I'm sorry but I cannot have somebody in my corner that is fake supporting me I can't have somebody that every time I have a new venture that I'm excited about you're falsifying in my face like oh good for you and then I find out that you really want it to fail or you you're hoping it fails or you thought it would fail or whatever the case may be I just personally I can't have somebody in my life like that and I'm a huge believer in quality over quantity. I'm sorry that you have been here for 13 years, but if you can't support me like I need it, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't do it as much as it sucks. And like, I miss her a lot. And like, I miss the jokes and like the laughter and the clowning and all that type of stuff. And the memories we did have, it started to become the negative outweighed more than the good. I was worried almost every single week with this girl that she was going to text me about something new that she was offended about. Or that I would hear from a different friend something new she was offended about. And I'm like, I can't live like this. Like literally walking on eggshells around our friendship because something I said, something I posted, something I what the fuck ever has offended you. Again, like Darielle said, why is she so much in her own head that she's taking everything I do personal? Because she's dealing with shit and projecting it on me. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm sorry, personally, I can't do it. I don't care if you haven't been around that long. You gotta go. I think I'm somewhere in the middle with it um when it comes like I was talking to my little sister and she's 18 now and she's just you know going through 18 year old problems (laughs) and I was telling her I was like I just can't imagine like at 31 years old I can't imagine dealing with none of that shit but at the same time it's like how do you expect anything to grow and develop if you're not willing to go through with Mm -hmm. someone and I'm using relationships not friendships as an example I was telling Ashley the other day I was like I don't want to be so set in my ways or so comfortable being by myself because it's people that I don't want to go through Mm -hmm. it with someone now the battle looks different for everyone. There's just some things that's the automatic no for me that I'm not going to deal with. But I don't want to be so closed off and settled in my own little world that I'm not willing to allow something to develop. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. It's I think tricky. that's fair because what if you're the first person that's calling them out on their issues? Yeah. You know, So I think it's okay to go through that with people. But like I said, have you know, a line where they can't just keep having excuses yeah. or yeah. not willing to change or grow. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. saying, like, I gave Shorty a long time. So can we talk about people that can never be happy for you? Like, people that every time you have something to say, it's like they don't have anything positive to say. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah, you sure can. Because <laughs> I don't like that shit. Gotta go. It's like always got something negative to say like or people who aren't happy for you unless it has something to do with them like Mm -hmm. that shit is weird selfish 
That's what that is. I don't, I don't rock with that. Up your now, own ass. those are the kind of people I'm not going to have around me. Like, I don't have that in my friendships. I will not tolerate that in a relationship. I'm not tolerating it from a family member. Mm-hmm. None of that. Like, I celebrate everybody's wins regardless of how big or small it is. Okay. And if you can't do the same, I'm cool. Or no matter what I'm going through. Like, I remember being in a terrible place in my life and all my friends were just like elevating has so much you know to celebrate and I was happy for them I would never not be happy for other people because my situation isn't where it should be like people are weird that's all I gotta say that's called jealousy and envy and if it's not motivation for you to like level up something's wrong go to therapy okay Honestly, truly, please. Like, that is what it is. That's a good word. Like, your circle should be a motivation circle. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's excited for each other, and, like, everybody wants to help each other out and do, like, business adventures. Like, Mm -hmm. I was talking about um, Santana again. Shout out to her, because she's starting, like, a little styling business and stuff. But her and I were talking about getting something to start. You know what I mean? And, like, her starting styling, I'm not like, oh, shit. She's going to be a stylist, too. What the fuck? I'm like, bro, let's go. Like, I'll collab with you. Like, let's get your shit out here. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, let's go. Let's rise. Like, I don't want to be surrounded by people that are jealous and envious and like, bro, (laughs) if you have people like that, they got to go. Okay. So speaking of that, y'all having the same business venture, Um, how would you guys feel if, for example, okay, say I'm starting a boutique, right? And I've been talking to you guys about my boutique, my ideas and things like that. And Kim never mentioned about wanting a boutique, never was interested, never was passionate about it. Out of the blue, it was like, oh, I'm starting a boutique. Should I be offended? Hmm. Um, I don't know if I would say offended, but I feel like the question that may be raised is like, was I the motivation for that? Was I like the jump start for that? But I don't know if offended would be it. I don't know. Y'all want to feel some type of way? I think I think you got to look at the person's patterns and their behaviors. If it's something, if that's a situation that they do often, <laughs> I think it shows that they lack originality, mm-hmm. um, individuality mm-hmm. as yeah. well. And then on the flip side of that, it could just be like what your ideas was motivated me to maybe want to try the same thing. So I think it just depends. Yeah. I think it just depends. I mean, if it's somebody that you trust and you know they're not necessarily moving shading, um, two two heads are better than one. You know what I mean? So maybe it's an opportunity for y'all to build this boutique together. Mm-mm. Okay, so let me say it's a story. And I don't, I don't want to say too much because it's not my business. But I'm just trying to give this person some clarity. Okay, so same scenario. Okay, you don't come like. Okay, I don't even know how. I've never expressed to you that that was a passion. Any interest, right? But it's okay. my passion, right? It's my passion. I've always wanted to do this, right? And then you, out of the blue, just like, oh, I want to do that. But it's not like you came to me and was like, so I'm thinking about doing it. You mm-hmm. just out the blue start, you know, start planning, it. and then you maybe you mention it like, yeah, I'm thinking about doing it. That would be weird. I can see why you think it's weird, yeah. but if it's something that you're passionate about. 
God has already created a space for you to elevate in yeah. that space. You know what I mean? So regardless of who do it, it could be 10 of us out here taking that idea. It's not going to be what Darielle's vision is going to be because it's your vision. You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely get the weird vibe because that's kind of like, that is weird. Just like, especially, are, y- are y'all close? It's not my situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... I think, but in the situation, yes. Okay, so I do think that's a little strange. Like, it's almost like Brandy said. Like, what are your patterns? What are your intentions? Like, if I am close with you, and like, I would low key expect you to like not expect. That's the wrong word. I would have thought that I would have heard something about it. So I get the weird vibe. Damn, my mom is blowing me up. <laughs> I get the weird vibe for sure because I'd be like, oh, okay, good luck, Jordan. It's weird, but okay. Good luck. Holler if you need me. But okay. So I get that, especially if y'all are close. Um, but I don't know. I think like Brandy said, it goes back to their pattern. Like, and like we all agreed that like you would want to elevate your person. Right. You know what I mean? And like want so, success for them. So I don't Okay, so I'll put this for in the perspective from personal. Okay. Something similar like that happened to me. And it was a boutique thing, but that's not why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, not yeah, where it originally came from. But, like, this girl that I have been really close with since high school, I have been talking to her and running ideas by her. And then one day I look on social media and she's like, oh, bo- boutique coming soon. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because for me as a friend, if I know that you want to do something and I know you're excited about it, if... If I was thinking about doing the same thing, I would come to you and be like, hey, by the way, I was thinking about da, 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 let's collab. Of course, yeah. But for me, as your friend, to just pop out of the blue trying to do the same thing that you want to do that I know you've been wanting to do forever, and it's, it's kind of like a competition type of thing. Yeah. Like, it's just weird to me. I get that. I definitely get that. Like, that's... <laughs> I guess that kind of goes back to what we're saying too. Like, I don't really want to be around somebody that's like trying to. Go that's eat. weird. Yeah, so, weird. do you think, like, if that was the situation, I should say how I feel, or should I just let it go? I mean, I I think with anything, you got to figure out if saying how you feel is for you, because mm-hmm. if it's not going to change anything other than you getting it off your chest. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then too, I thought about when we start to start our podcast, <laughs> and how we were just like, "What the fuck?" Podcast, podcast is popping out everywhere. We like, excuse me, I'm offended. <laughs> but then when time went by, how many of those podcasts are successful today? Not that I wish anything bad on people, but it was like it's just kind of like, don't let that offend you because, like Brandy said, if that's your passion, it's set you know, up for you. It's set up for you, like. So I don't know, but I hope that gives the person some clarity. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you don't, you almost don't, if a person is mooching off of you, for lack of a better term, kind of what Brandy said, it's going to show. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not passionate, like you're, because a lot of things that are entrepreneurial like that, you do a lot of shit for free for maybe some years until shit pops off. Like my styling, everything was free for me for about two years. Like it took me two years to officially get my first Mm -hmm. like, boom, big project. So, like, if you don't have the passion to back that up and want to put effort into that, it it's going to show. Mm-hmm. It's going to show. Yep. Yeah. And I, um, I lost my train of thought. But the point is, is, like, 
everything can't be offensive. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You can't tell everybody everything that you want to do. You don't have to post it. You don't have mm-hmm. to talk about it. Tell them when it's done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if you aren't sure about the people that you're talking to about the things that you want to accomplish in your goals, just... Yeah. But I think there are some people that just don't know their purpose, their purpose, yeah, or and, they and they're trying just anything, yeah. And that's why I've always looked at people weird. Like I don't really care that there's 15 million makeup artists or hairstylists, but where it's like weird to me is when you don't have a passion for it. Like yeah. I want to do something that I love and that I'm happy with, not just do it just because I see somebody else being successful at it. Yeah. Like I don't know. I agree because personally, for me. Money is not a motivator for me. And I've talked about this before, how like my dad makes like pretty much half the money my mom does, but he loves his job. And then my mom is like a miserable, miserable person, but makes double. For me, it has to be like a passion behind it. I have to love what I do, love going in, you know, love working on whatever. And everything gets stressful, of course, and everything gets hard, of course. But Mm -hmm. if it's not like 70 to 80% enjoyment for me, gotta go. Yeah. So I agree. And it'll come out. That wasn't an outline. My bad. It's all right, sweetheart. Y'all can know. Okay, so the next thing here is how do you help yourself let go of hurt? And this is a Twitter thread. Is it long too? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think so. But whatever. Okay. It. I think she meant to say healing, but she says healings. Um, healing becomes so much easier when you allow yourself to grieve. I noticed that a major reason my healing process was blocked is because I felt so ashamed of the way certain people made me feel that I tried to suppress and bypass the emotions. Okay, I'll take that back. It is kind of long, so I'm only going to read a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, when somebody cuts you off without a care and they continue living their life happily, we automatically think, well, they don't care about me, so I'm not about to sit at home crying over them, which is a huge mistake. At that point, you've now rejected your own emotions. And whenever you feel sad about that person, you'll try to bypass those emotions instead of feeling them because you're ashamed to be upset over someone who isn't upset over you. But how will you release those feelings and heal unless you embrace them and give yourself compassion bypassing your emotions is ultimately telling yourself your feelings don't matter which is exactly what that person did to you when they cut you off without a care um i'm gonna just read the next one and i say okay um where did i stop because i'm gonna scroll right here you cannot heal okay you cannot heal by treating yourself the exact same way as the person who damaged you if they hurt you without acknowledge, without acknowledging your feelings, it stands to reason that the healing process involves you acknowledging your feelings wholeheartedly. Create a safe space for yourself. I 100% agree with everything. Like, I was this right here. I need everybody to screenshot this. <laughs> put it in your notes. Put it in your phone. That's real. Like, I kind of came to a breakthrough this week with myself of realizing that I was projecting when somebody hurts me or like I'm dealing with something, I'm projecting it on them instead of realizing that I'm really mad at myself for not being able to um, deal with it properly or move forward or whatever the case may be. And it's like, huh, a lot of this is really falling on me, but I'm putting it on that person. And kind of what made me realize is not only therapy, but like me thinking about if I had brought this up to that person, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm confused. 
Like, they would see a completely different light mm-hmm. than me. And that's what kind of made me realize, like, oh, I'm actually, like, mad at myself for not dealing with it in a way that I think I should or whatever. But this right here is a thread and it's real. She right. That's all I'm going to say. She right. She said it all. This is actually really good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get that retweet. Some kind of way. But, um... <laughs> No, I feel like everybody comes to a place where they deal with this and come to this realization. Um, I know I have, and I know that some of my friends have too. I think what stops a lot of people from dealing with their emotions when it comes to something like this is because they feel like they're going to break down. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I've had these conversations with friends and they're like, but I don't have time to sit and cry. Like mm-hmm. I have kids, I have a business, I have, you know, this show don't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people don't deal with their emotions because they think it's going to break them down completely. And I know for me, this happened to me last year when I realized like, I don't process hurt well, I don't deal with it at all. And it was something that was just like, it came out of nowhere and it lingered for a while that I was really hurt by something. And once I started to acknowledge it, it definitely got better. So I definitely think that people should take this advice. I agree. And I felt her when she said her process was blocked because she was she felt the shame because of the way people made her feel. Because I know for me, like when I'm going through stuff and there are people that's just like, oh, get over it. Life's not easy. You'll be okay. Let it go. Why are you sad? And I just be like, bitch, fuck you. Like, that's fucked up. That's really fucked up. Like, and it just be stuff like that or just the way I was raised to not really show my emotions because that's weak and you got to keep it pushing. Like, it causes me to hold so much in and I feel like my healing process has been blocked like she said too just because I feel like I have to hold everything in or just dealing with people that make you feel like it's not okay to express yourself I don't know or not okay to handle things the way you handle things yeah like I know I've struggled in this area with my friends like there's some things I just won't say because you almost feel judged and criticized because I think we talked about this the last time. Like, they'll be like, oh, I never would have. Or, I mean, how did you mm-hmm. even go? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, right. allow my process to be my my process. We're two right. totally different people. How I handle things and how you handle things is totally different. Um, So, I, I definitely feel that part. Like, you feel ashamed. Yeah. I definitely feel that. Because I feel like there's a lot of stuff that I don't really share with my friends. Because I it's embarrassing or you don't want to feel judged because I literally lost one of my closest friends because of something like that, because they felt like, Oh, you're too good to be dealing with that. And I don't, I don't think you should be dealing with that. So I don't want to talk to you. And it was just kind of like, okay, the pot calling the kettle black. Like that, that I don't, I don't like stuff like that. Yeah. And that situation almost makes you wonder like, as close as we were, like, why would you not be there to support me through it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But again, like Brandy said, you got to look at that person's patterns and intentions and all that type of stuff. But I agree with you where, like you said, it would like 
it blocks your healing process and not even that it slows it down major. You know what I mean? When you don't take time to feel things. And I didn't realize that until this quarantine happened. And I realized there was a lot of shit I hadn't dealt with. And that I feel like dealing with the shit that I did during quarantine, like pushed me forward. So in such a great way, you know, like, because I work a lot, I never sit the fuck down. So like, I was just getting distracted and like, it slowed my healing process down by probably close to a year. Because I was just work, 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 feel it for a second, work, 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 you know what I mean? And now I'm kind of getting back into that phase um, of like just being distracted, but it feels better because I dealt with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it feels good that like I've gone through feeling a lot of this um, and now it can be just straight up healing from here. You know what I mean? Like you felt it, you dealt with it, um, you had a really hard week dealing with it once and now that you felt it, you can move forward in a healthy way. You know what I mean? So I definitely feel that. And I agree with that. Like I've learned too, that, um, a lot of the times when there's things that people have done to hurt me, I don't, I used to feel like you have to fix it. You have to make me feel better. And now I feel like I can make myself feel better. I don't need you to because everybody's not going to do that. Everybody's not going to feel like they did something wrong. So now like with therapy and stuff, I'm learning how to do with the hurt and let go of things on my own. So that way I'm not depending on this person to do it. What if I don't get the reaction that I'm looking for? And then what? I'm still be hurt, still be mad. And so then it also it's helped me be able to be more open about my feelings so like the friend I was telling y'all about when I was ready to have a conversation I reached out and I'm like this is what you did and it hurt me and we were able to have a conversation we both explained our size and we were cool so yeah I mean that's a good point though to bring up is like doing it by yourself and getting to that point is hard like not using other people or things as a distraction for your hurt is really fucking hard like, cause you're just used to, um, almost like, and this is no shade at my mom, but like, I've noticed the way that she deals with her hurt is just jumping to another man and like, they make her feel better and they make, you know, she gets her validation through men. Um, and ever since I saw that, I kind of seeked to never do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, this quarantine and stuff has kind of showed me that like, and I'm almost like taking pride and like proud of myself that like I'm really doing this on my own you know what I mean I'm not letting work distract me anymore I'm not letting school distract me I'm not letting go having fun with friends distract me um really feeling it and going through and getting to that point like you said of like I can do it on my own I got me I want to apologize in advance because I put a lot of long ass shit on <laughs> you got <like> one more <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go with that one before we get to the communication piece. Because I was like, damn, this is long, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're all at least six lines. Okay, so it says, <clears throat> there's this misconception that if you pour more love into someone, eventually they will return that energy. In a normal, healthy relationship, this works. If someone doesn't value you and they only see you as a resource, they aren't going to all of a sudden see you for who you are. This is why I always talk explicitly about fantasy relationships. People have normalized creating an entire fantasy of a relationship with people who do not know they exist, both online and everyday life. So they train their nervous system that it's normal to be ignored. 
When the outpouring of energy is imbalanced, you will feel drained, depleted, and eventually resentful. But more importantly, you normalize a dynamic where being breadcrumbed feels comfortable, familiar, and safe. This can show up as difficulty receiving genuine love and abundance. Of course, you follow someone online who you admire and interact with and interact with their content, their art, or their work. This can absolutely be healthy, especially when you understand the dynamic of the exchange and know that you are not actually in a relationship with this person. Anytime you notice yourself invested in someone in a way that feels like you are starting to think you and them have an actual connection when you do not, pause and come back fully into your body. Check in with what is happening with you internally and realign with yourself. You will likely be able to tune into the fact that you are recreating a dynamic from childhood where your nervous system was trained to normalize interactions with someone who was not emotionally uh, who was not emotionally unavailable. I think they meant available for you. Mm-hmm. This type of fantasy relationship dynamic is at the heart of celibacy worship culture, guru worship culture, which then becomes influencer worship culture and has also become celebrity healer worship worship culture. I just feel like they took this in a totally different direction. <laughs> Maybe because I'm reading it and I'm I can't process it as I'm reading it. I, okay. I was <laughs> confusion. <laughs> I'm so weak. Because at first, the first part, I'm thinking, okay, I see where you're going. But right. then I'm like, is she talking about somebody being online and falling in love with a celebrity? Like, I'm confused where this is going. I try to read the comments, and it's a little bit of everything. So I'm like. I feel like what I took from it was almost like, I feel like I understood what she meant in the sense of, like, people do. It's almost like the falling in love with potential type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. people really do see, like, like you fantasize. Personally, I've never done this, but you can fantasize. It's almost like how women will view. Brandy's like, what the fuck? Women will view um, other women on social media and be like, damn, that's a nice dress. I don't fucking know. But like how some people will fantasize literally like a man on the internet and be like, oh my God, if only like he knew my love and like he's back out. I've never done that because I'm like, no, you don't know who I am. I wish the fuck Lance Cross did know who I was. But, you know, that's why. I don't know. I feel like the first slide like is so slide. different than the rest. Right. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. The first slide is talking about something totally different. Exactly. But can we talk about, talk about the first slide? You said what now? Can we talk about the first yes, slide? Yes. Because that's why I put slide. it on here. Because <laughs> the rest just sounds like some weird shit. Like, I mean, I know that happens where people start to believe that they're in a relationship with someone online. But how not. is that but possible? Just like don't... I think that Drake is my husband. Okay, Dariel. <laughs> in my infatuation with Michael B. Jordan. Like, it's a real thing. So, I... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Alright. First slide. Yeah. I'm gonna read it again. <laughs> just I just be wanting to know where people be going. Like, I do... <laughs> just messed me all the way up. I'm like reading this like how did I get here? Okay, so anyway, that's the first slide. <clears throat> There's this misconception that if you pour more love into someone, eventually they will return that energy. In a normal, healthy relationship, this works. If someone doesn't value you and they only see you as a resource, they aren't going to all of a sudden see you for who you are. 
<laughs> Reading that back really doesn't show it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> I just people are retarded. People be trying. I don't know. I think it's like one of those where you try to be real deep on. the crazy shit that I be seeing so that I can process because I be lost. <laughs> I'm so weak. But what I take from this first lie is that you can't love someone into loving you, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I think that that is something that a lot of people struggle with. You feel like if you give more love and you give more love and you give more love, that eventually the person will take notice and they will reciprocate that love. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case like mm-hmm. if you're dealing with someone who is a narcissist you know what i mean or if they just don't know how to give love at all like that's not going to work or receive it. yeah it's not going to work out for you yeah. yeah so this reminded me of something i saw where it was like i think we were talking about women doing wifely duties and it, someone said something like um women like you're proving yourself that you're a good girlfriend or you're wifey material yeah to this nigga that's just take 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 he don't give a fuck about what you're doing he don't he's just he gonna be there and he's gonna you know accept it because you're willing to do it so he just wants some dinner period or a little bit of company a little bit of ass or whatever it is he's gaining from this it doesn't mean that he's gonna love you back or appreciate what you're doing 100 percent agree for sure so I have a question for you guys. What does healthy communication look like for you? Leaving and never talking to the person again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean. I'm just I'm totally kidding. Um, I think acknowledging the other person's feelings, whether you agree or not, is huge. Like, cause no matter what, your feelings are valid. So glad you said that. Oh, whether you agree with somebody or not. Any type of relationship, romantic, what the fuck ever, friends, it doesn't matter if you're arguing with your fucking parents, okay? Acknowledging somebody's feelings like, okay, I hear you. I understand that that upset you. I may not see it the same way, but I'm going to acknowledge that, like, that offended you and I apologize for that. Not, oh, well, that, that's not really what happened, so sorry, boo-boo. Okay, I'm going to get the fuck on because, bitch, heard <laughs> a story. Tell me. I think, I mean, I don't know if I put it on the show, but I think a couple weeks ago, we was talking about briefly on the show how I got pissed at my parents. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> they didn't ask me if I wanted anything to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I never check my voicemails. I'm horrible at checking my voicemails. So, so like a week ago, ask you? I decided to. Oh, you said what? Did they fucking ask you? No, so I was checking my voicemails and I'm going through what I'm going through. And I hear my dad and him and my mom have a bad habit of not hanging up when I don't answer. Stop. So they were together, but he didn't hang up. So I hear him talking to my mom and he was like, well, did you call her? Well, you know, she be getting mad when you don't ask her. She <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I, so is your mom's fault. <laughs>
Oh okay, God. so acknowledgement. Yes, it's huge. <laughs> I think apologizing is important too. Yeah. Yes. Acknowledge my feelings and apologize. Yeah. Even if you don't agree, like acknowledge that they felt some type of way. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. I will try to do better. Fuck. Yeah. So this goes into what I put under there, under this. Okay. And y'all can tell I'm triggered. Okay. <laughs> so. I wish y'all could see Dario's hands. You do something to piss me off. And you know I'm mad. I don't give a fuck if you think it's not a big deal. I don't give a fuck if you think you weren't wrong. Period. If I tell you I'm motherfucking mad, just say I apologize for making you upset. That's not what I meant. That's fucking it. That's all I want you to fucking do. Oh but when God. you brush it off like that's, that's not a big deal. That's so small. That doesn't matter. Then I got to fucking slap you. Your nose is kind of red. Because <laughs> I'm mad. Because this just happened to me. Like, I'm so pissed, bro. Like, oh my God. I don't care if this situation was so little, but it'd be the principle. It'd be yeah. the fucking principle. And I won't dwell on shit as long as you allow me to say how I feel and you acknowledge my feelings and apologize for how you made me feel. It's that fucking simple. I will hug you and let it the fuck go. But if you don't acknowledge my feelings, <laughs> now we got a bigger problem. And everything you do after that is going to piss me off. Not hug you and let it go, though. <laughs> I mean... You want this hug or not? Fuck. Bruh. I had to get that off, get that off my... Blah, 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 blah. I can't even talk. Get that off my chest. Because I hate when people do that. And then after that... When I tell you I'm mad, and then you want to be distant from me like I did something to you? No. No, 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 no. Period. That part. I agree. Okay. Go you ahead. ain't wrong, sis. Go <laughs> off. Talk your shit. You ain't wrong. Apologizing is important. That's not something that I would always do. Um, I've learned and I've evolved. Yeah. Um, even if you don't feel like you was wrong. An apology is necessary. Period. Is that fucking simple? So yeah, <laughs> acknowledgement, apology, changed behavior. Change behavior is huge because you can apologize all fucking day, but if you still doing the same shit, get the fuck on. Sorry. Which was into our next topic? Right. So this is another tweet. He says, if you offer me a sincere apology and change your behavior, I'll never bring up your past issues again. But if no apology was given and you're still repeating mistakes, you can't ask me to stop mentioning the past. The past is actually the present if you haven't changed. So, ladies, what you think? I kind of agree. Then I also feel like I'm not about to keep talking about the shit. You don't change your behavior. They're just not gonna change their behavior. Yeah. yeah, I I don't like that she used the word like the past is still the present because I'm learning that like the past is irrelevant. But I agree that if you're still doing it in the present, that's a problem. But mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm at the point now, speaking of evolution, where I'm not gonna hold the past against you. But if you're not changing what you're doing, that is a problem for me. Yes, a hundred percent. Like, yeah. Come on. And like Darielle said, I'm not going to say it to you again. So when I feel some type of way from you still doing the same shit, you going to know why. Because I done told that ass 16 times. Right. 
So just learn when to let people go. Period. That, yeah. <laughs> that part. If I could reach you, I'd give you a high five, but I can't reach you. So <laughs> is she um I don't really have anything to add to this. One thing that I heard someone say on a podcast is, you know how people always say, forgive and forget. Mm -hmm. They switched it and said, I forgive, but I'm remember. And I thought that was really good. I think when people hurt you or make these mistakes, like you have to just know how to deal with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to keep bringing it up, even if they still doing the same thing in the present, mm -hmm. you know, address things as they arise. Mm -hmm. But again, if they showed you who they are, like Daryl said, when to leave, get the fuck on. Um, you really gotta know, study people. Yeah, like I know that's weird, but like I pay attention to people's behaviors and patterns and the way they think and how they handle things. And sometimes it's like I, where I fuck up is where when I see that people have the potential to be good. I feel like I cater to that and I shouldn't because I have to take them for who they are in this moment. Like I try to be patient with people and allow them the room to grow but it's kind of like if i'm getting hurt in the process is it really worth it right i mean that's huge though like you said like knowing how a person handles things will help you with like you said not taking things personal you know what i mean like knowing that that really is a you problem and i kind of have always lived by what brandy said the I remember, or, you know, I'll, I'll forgive you, but I'll always remember because for me, the forgiving part is a spiritual aspect, but they always say you will always remember everything hurtful that someone said to you or did to you. Mm -hmm. I can't just act like that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily going to take it out on you and resent you and keep throwing it at you because mm -hmm. I'm choosing to stay in that situation or deal with that situation, but I'm going to forgive you for my growth, but I remember what the fuck you did. I think that people have to learn that forgiveness doesn't always mean um, reconciliation. Yeah. I don't, just true. because I forgive you don't mean I have to deal with you. Yeah. yeah. So I've literally cut off people that I've been friends with for years just because they have the same patterns. They don't change. Yep. And like I said, if the way you're acting hurts me, I just don't want to deal with you. you and it's like I had to accept, you know what? That's just who you are. That ain't got shit to do with me. You're like that with everybody, but I can't be your friend. Right. And just leave it at that. And you're valid for that. Okay. So, one more thing on the outline, and there's one thing I want to address when we get done with that. Mm -hmm. This is actually a really good question. The question is, are people ever completely honest in relationships? I had to change that because at first it said, are men, and I'm like... <laughs> Let me not yeah. <laughs> for the man be like, y'all always being bad shit. Like, no, we talk about these bitches too. <laughs> not these bitches though. Dang. Like, I'm weak. Man. I don't think so. I don't either. I don't think people are always 100% honest. And I don't think necessarily all of the dishonesty has to be mean? bad. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's bad, but I don't, I'll say no. Well, no, because people aren't in regular relationships. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, but even your work life, you know what I mean? You're not going in there like, yeah, I have to request off because I'm taking a trip. <laughs> no, bitch, I'm requesting <laughs> off because I got to babysit somebody. You lying. Um, but yeah, I don't think so. And I agree. I don't think it always has to be bad. You know what I, I mean? You don't have to be like, I'm I'm being dishonest because I'm sneaking around. You might be dishonest because you want to eat your fast food, but you don't want to tell your partner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I don't disagree um, with you guys. So, 
what I wanted to talk about was first I want to take a quick moment to say recipes to Ahmad Alberry, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd. Um, I put this on my story and I'm just going to reiterate it on the podcast. I understand that people are trying to bring awareness to these situations and the things that are happening in our country. But I just want people to be mindful that when you continue to post these pictures of black people being murdered by the police or being murdered by white people or white people um, displaying racism towards black people for no reason Mm -hmm. is very triggering and is very traumatic. Like today, I literally had to just get off social media. I spent my whole morning crying because Mm -hmm. it's just overwhelming. And like I said, I get people want to bring awareness and you don't want people to ever feel like it's normal or to be desensitized from the situation. But just mm-hmm. with this being mental health awareness month, I'm just asking that people be mindful. And I'm not, to be honest, I'm not really clear on what reposting these pictures and these videos show, like, or what it's supposed to do, other mm-hmm. than me watching somebody getting killed. You know right. what I mean? Like, and that's not, that should not be normalized. And there's other ways that you can advocate for these people. There's other ways that you can get involved mm-hmm. than just reposting and reposting and reposting and reposting a picture. Like, I don't think it does anything for black men. It doesn't do anything for black women. It doesn't do anything for children. Like, I don't understand what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Just sharing the picture. You know what I mean? Just sharing the picture. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, so, yeah, I just... Wanted to tell everybody, you know, just think about the people who follow you and think about your own self. You know what I mean? Because it, you may not know it, but you're causing trauma on yourself. Like yeah. you're you're bringing stress upon yourself. I don't. It's not like anybody's. Everything I see is people posting and saying, "I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off. I'm pissed off." And it's like, it's not. It's just. It's not. It shouldn't be normalized. Yeah. That's why I don't look at stuff like that. And I don't like talking about those types of things because I know it's such a, such a sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. And I know when I get wrapped up in stuff, it affects me mentally and emotionally. And so like the other day, someone was like, did you see the video? And I'm like, I saw the picture and I kept scrolling. I didn't need to see the video. Yeah. Yeah. I can read the story and I know what's going on. It's the same black man and white cop situation over and over. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Like, Well, I haven't been on social media, but um, one of my coworkers was talking about it today at work, um, the George Floyd situation. And I just, she tried, like she started to show me the video and it got to the point where I just like wanted to fast forward through it because I just kind of what Brandy said, I don't want to keep seeing it. You know what I mean? It's not making anything better. And then Daria, I fear for you as a mother because I am terrified for when I have kids one day. You know what I mean? Because my kids are going to be predominantly black. I am terrified. I'm terrified for my husband or, you know, whoever I'm going to be with. My brothers. You know what I mean? That's my brothers, my cousins, my uncles. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to sit here as somebody that can relate and just take it with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Because it's, you're like, you get tired of it. It's again and again and again and again. Like Brandy said it and you, Darielle, it just puts a damper like, in your day and puts a damper on like what you're dealing with. And then it's just hard too when some people don't fully understand the extent. And this is no shade to my white coworkers 
like they're trying to talk about it and sh- and you know shine light to it being a problem and stuff but until you have a black child black family black relatives it really doesn't hit as deep as it does you know what i mean like it's different when you are black and you have black family and that is going to be your reality one day you know what i mean it's like Jerry, i don't know how you do it it's terrifying the idea of my child holding something that looks like whatever and you know what i mean and that's what it is and to see it over and over and over again is heartbreaking and it sucks and it doesn't make anything easier and it's almost triggering if you have lost somebody and I've lost somebody and it was the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with. It was about two years ago. It'd be two years ago in um, June. And seeing that over and over again is just a trigger for me. You know what I mean? Like it literally just makes me shake and give me the chills because mm-hmm. you don't want to see it, you know? Right. And I think people are super insensitive <clears throat> to your point, Brandy, of like posting those things. Because when I lost a friend, they kept posting the video of his, um, the accident that happened and like him losing his life. And I'm like, Y'all don't realize that these people have family and to see that over and over again, to see what's happening to this person over and over again, does not sit well with the family and the friends. You know what I mean? Let alone the community of people like you're sick about it. You are. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it just puts a damper in your day. And I just. I stopped interacting with someone on social media for that same reason, because my child's father was shot when he was out one night. And someone that I follow that doesn't even know him posted him laying on the ground, like with the ambulance outside. And it pissed me off. Yeah, It pissed me off so fucking bad to see that knowing like anything could have happened to him. And for you to post that on your story of him laid out, shot and hurt, like that pissed me off. I just. mm -mm. Yeah. Like, and that's what I'm talking about, that inconsiderate, like, you don't realize until you go through it like that that you just don't realize what that does to you seeing that until you go through it you know what i mean seeing that repetitive like there's his body again there's his body again how am i supposed to heal and get over it when you guys are constantly posting or constantly talking about when it just fucking happened three hours ago like stop you know what i mean or like you post it the next day I'm trying to heal from this person literally passing. Or like you said, even if they don't pass, that's still traumatic to see because you don't know. They could go to that hospital and die or they mm-hmm. could die there. You know what I mean? It's just be like Brandy said, be more aware, be more, um, try to be more relatable and understanding to situations like that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I understand that if it wasn't for cameras, a lot of this stuff would go on and nobody mm-hmm. would know and justice mm-hmm. would not be served or any of that so it's like i get it but to just keep sharing it like what's done is already done i'm not saying don't advocate don't protest don't speak up don't fight for justice but it's just like the oversharing of the video is just like why yeah you know what i mean <laughs> why and it's like even if i and going on social media for something completely different. It's the first thing I see on my timeline. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's not okay. Like, it raises up something in me that I can't explain. Like, I, at this point, like, I'm fearful. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I remember when it happened with Sandra Bland. Like, I literally, I was telling my dad this the other day. I was turning out of their, my parents' neighborhood and a cop 
was coming and he ended up behind me and the anxiety I just felt raised up in my body was like no other I couldn't breathe and I mm-hmm. wouldn't even he was minding his business right mm-hmm. but it's like it, it's because we see this stuff happening in real time or whatever the case may be and it's just like y'all please just be mindful like everybody doesn't have the heart or the head or the stomach to sit and yeah, see that mm-hmm. all day I mean that's real I got pulled over in it terrified me because this is probably june of 2018 yeah probably june of 2018 and the same situation but the dude came up to me with his hand on his gun and i don't have automatic windows so i was going down to roll down my window and he like yelled at me and like kind of halfway pulled it out and i literally was like oh my god like i don't have automatic windows i'm trying to roll down my back window because you're yelling at me too but it looked like you know i was so you do, you get that anxiety and that worked upness because of the shit being, you know, shine lighted. Like, you know what I mean? And like you said, it makes sense because if you didn't have the cameras, it wouldn't be shown. But the reposting is, and I get the idea, but the image doesn't always have to be there. You know what I mean? You could speak to this without it being an image, you know, or that type of thing. So mm-hmm. that's, that's real. Yeah, there's other ways to pay respect like there's no reason why we should be able to see a man take his last breath with a cop's knee or his neck like it's it's not okay so yeah that's just my request for people today um to end on a happy note cookouts all summer 2020 (laughs) Mm -hmm. so yeah i'll invite you guys if you want to (laughs) come Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't invite y'all, but it's private. But you know, Brandy Daryl will be there, so sorry to everybody else. But eh, you will see the video. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Bye.